I can hear you. How are you? I'm sensational. How about yourself? Great. Just uh, headed to Vegas to one of the off-road races that I'm going just to kind of cheer on some friends. Oh, awesome. Are you literally on your way right now? Yeah, I'm on my way to Vegas right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you being able to hop on, even though, yeah. you know, you're going from place to place. No worries. I'm always on the go. So, you know, have to learn how to make it all happen. <laughs> right. There's only so much time in the day. It's like sometimes I wish there were like 36 36 hour days sometimes you're like damn it yeah exactly i feel like the days go Most by definitely, really but we're gonna get this on the road uh, i want to go ahead and uh welcome yourself again appreciate you sarah for j- jumping on as well as everybody that's been listening this is the miss manual podcast where we view a female's perspective in the automotive industry and so we don't have anything to sell none of that all we ask right now is if this resonates with you share yeah. it with this of course but also share it with somebody that you feel like you can go ahead and resonate or inspire but today we have guest sarah price sarah price you've done a lot like you've done <laughs> a lot and it's super <laughs> super motivating and inspiring i'm really i'm really excited to just get inside that priceless mindset if you see what yeah I- it's uh it's been a wild journey that's for sure i uh I've been all over the field in motorsports and I'm super grateful to be able to have that opportunity. And yeah, it's been, a, it's been a journey. That's for sure. But it's awesome to see, you know, like Miss Manuel, you guys are giving us a platform, the females in a male dominated motorsport uh, industry to be able to kind of have a little spotlight and it's pretty cool. So awesome what you're doing. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really exciting to just, more so give if you were to say the underdog the the like because again i always say every single episode i don't want this to be a big i want this to be the norm i want i want people to have the the ambition the goals uh the drive that you have and that you present it where it's not it's not this hoorah thing like i want to be able to go to a race or go inside of a, a go inside of a shop and there's two guys and there's two girls or it might be all girls like i, I don't see i don't have, personally my humility is like way up there like I, I don't really i think it's awesome to see females doing what guys have done for so long i don't really get the whole i get it but i don't see why it's still a big deal so this is me and what the team that we have trying to go ahead and make that a really loud voice but leading to my first question um where did where did this all spiral from in terms of like you said you, you did you've done uh you got 17 championships when you when you were doing motocross like is that where it originated and and like who like who inspires you to really take that path as far as just being in the automotive industry yeah so when i was eight my parents at the time got me my first motorcycle it was an xr50 uh, my brother was racing motocross pretty heavily at that point, and they didn't really know what to do with me when they took him to practice every week because I had so much energy. And so they're like, okay, we're going to get her a motorcycle, put her on the peewee track. And so she's occupied bringing her energy, and then Dean's getting his practice in. And then um, ever since then, it just kind of kept escalating. I went to my first race, and I won it. Then I went to my first national and won that. And then <laughs> just kept it going. And then when I was 16, that's the – the earliest you can turn professional and I turned pro um, right after my 16th birthday and uh, just kind of followed through with it and <laughs> reached every goal I set. I, I reached it and 
you know, I honestly, I, I worked so hard at it and it was such a, a crazy childhood, I would say, because, you know, I didn't live the, the normal life of going to school and, and doing this or that. I was at the racetrack just practicing and racing and traveling and, and chasing my goals and dreams. And, you know, later on ended up becoming an X Games medalist. And um, then after that, my, my dad, he had raced off-road cars and... Mm-hmm. I slowly got into side-by-side racing, which after X Games kind of took out uh, Women's Super X, it was kind of tough to figure out what we have as a future for a living because there's not much money to be made. Right. And so I, uh, I started a business instead, and then I started racing UTVs, and it was the same thing all over again, kind of like I started at the bottom and just worked my way all the way up to the top, and then I... Uh, that I'm right now currently doing that in the trucks. So then I transferred over to trucks and I'm still on UTVs, but yeah, it's, it's wild. It's <laughs> amazing. And now that's, that's leading to my next question. Like the transition, like I want to know like your mindset, you're like, okay, I've been doing bikes for so long and I want to go from dirt to tarmac or I want to go from a, from a bike to a truck. Like what, what made you do that in the, in the sense of just making that transition? Do you just want to try something different or you're just curious or, you got introduced to us. Somebody said, "Hey, try it." Like, how did that come upon? Man, I so in motocross, like you get hurt a lot. Like, it's not if, it's when. So it's like right. mandatory. You're gonna have some downtime for injuries, and you know when it was kind of tough when I put everything into it, and it was like, okay, well, is there any way I can get creative and make money doing this? And it was just <laughs> really hard. And so the balance point didn't really add up with all the injuries and no future. And so that's when I really started, you know, looking at business more. Mm-hmm. And then the UTVs just kind of came about. So I, uh, I got into those and I was like, well, this is awesome. I'm fixing my adrenaline that I absolutely have to get out somewhere. And on top of that, I have a cage that's protecting me. So I'm not going to be getting hurt as much. <laughs> and so it really appealed to me. And then I got into them and just kind of kept going with it. I, uh, I learned how to work on them really fast and built most of my own car and prepped it all and just went racing and loved absolutely every moment of it. And yeah, I just, I get, I like to do everything I can. Like it's, it's fun. I have a, my co-driver and navigator, Erica Sachs. She, uh, she's always uh, along with the ride with me. And we honestly, we go from, okay, well, what are we going to do this year? Like we went to Africa and did this crazy rally and then we uh, were like, okay, well, let's go rock crawling this year. We've never done that before. And now we're on this kick where we want to go mud bogging. <laughs> <laughs> you guys literally just have like a, a, a brainstorm. I like, I imagine it. You guys are like sitting in like a room and you're like, you know what, Erica? You know what, Sarah? Like you guys just talk back and forth. Like, I feel like there's like a board in your room and you're just like, you know, we're going to like pin the tail on this thing to do. <laughs> what is going to happen? <laughs> oh, totally. And it's uh it's crazy the things it's led us into, but yeah, we've done a lot of disciplines in um, the UTVs for sure. Mm-hmm. And then now our new task at hand is uh, we got picked up by RPM Off Road to drive their trophy truck spec. Oh yeah, and that is a whole nother ball game, and that's a whole new learning curve for us. So that's what all our focuses are currently on right now, just to kind of you know climb to the top in that sport or in that uh, that discipline in class. So we're uh, working hard at that right now. And yeah, I, I'm down to race anything always and try anything. I, I love it. Just all anything fuel burning. That's amazing. I love it. 
and go into that mindset because again like my, my big thing and my big motivation just with this whole podcast and just with this whole mission and helping the females in the automotive community i'm i'm really excited and really driven to help females either kind of get some type of blueprint on maybe just conquering their fears because i remember watching your, your your the episodes when you you did so much i think you were in the the fiat and you you uh you're ryan you're riding with uh ryan i think and going through the turn like that was for you it was it was something new but like and and you were scared of the heights and everything like how like what's your mentality into certain things like how would you maybe tell not what you know now and going back to maybe your 16 year old self like what are some things that carried you to this point to where you are now that you feel like you can help somebody that's interested in being in competitive racing or the automotive industry is there any maybe tip of advice you might have always had in your head surfacing or you've told before that you might be able to give someone that's listening? Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the biggest things is I never used being a female as a handicap. Mm. Um, when I put that helmet on in racing in any form, if it was motocross cars, uh, walking into a mechanic shop or just doing my own stuff, it's, you know, I'm a racer. When that helmet goes on, I'm, I'm just as good or just like anyone else out there. So you know, when I, uh, a lot of girls actually get hit up and they're like, oh, like, what am I, I don't want to be with all the guys. I'm going to be a target and this and that for the first race. You know, they're so nervous. And what I always tell them, it's like, go out there and just do it. I promise you, you are probably going to be more nervous than you'd ever expect to be. But once that gate drops or once you take off from the start line, it all diminishes and you're going to be so grateful you did it. And soon enough, when hard work shows and you start, you know, doing well out there and people see you working hard, they're going to give you that respect from that point on. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I definitely appreciate you saying that. Cause that, that's just, that's something that I, 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 I game plan for every single day, just really trying to figure out how to just really break that barrier. Because again, I want this to be the norm. Like I, I think what you're doing is amazing, but however, I want this again, I don't, I want to go ahead and have this three years from now, four years from now, if not sooner, where it's something that you see everywhere. I don't like it. I don't like being a minority or being a female to, 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 to have people use a crutch for Like it, it shouldn't be that way, or it should be minimized to an extent. Cause you can't necessarily get rid of everything or every hater, but overall you can minimize the voice of it by just bringing examples like yourself to surface. Exactly. And that's where you just have to have respect as yourself as a racer. And, you know, if you project that and you work hard and you put your head down and you let your your results or, you know, you're being faster and faster every day on the track that do what's talking, then that's all you can hope for. And of course, there's always going to be haters, but, you know, you know, you did your best. So exactly, that's the best you exactly. can do. Not, not take another U-turn, not even a U-turn, um, your training. Um, I, I, I remember seeing some of your training maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, when when you were doing motocross, like uh, how how big of a play did that play in terms of you you doing motocross? Like was it like because it looked really intense and just the focus and that you might have to have with it? Like uh, like what, what was that like mentally as far as just training and just to staying healthy? Wow, uh, motocross training is insane. It is a twenty four hour seven days a week job uh, racing motocross at the top level. And yeah, it's, it's a lot, you know, everything from your diet to working out in the gym to putting in your time at the track, like 
you're a machine and it's pretty crazy. Um, every day we're working on skill set on the bike and it was, it's nuts. It's, it's nothing I have ever been able to compare yet anything to it. Um, and then I, you know, I got into cars and when I got into racing ETVs and cars and trucks, it was kind of, it wasn't so much about the physical aspect, but I still take that very seriously. But I feel like motocross has set me such a good foundation of discipline and also being able to kind of like look at things different. Like I remember the first time I got into UTV and I was doing a short course at the time and I was trying to figure it out and I kept asking around and you know, not a lot of people knew the exact technique of how you go into a corner and through it and out. And, you know, in road racing or in tarmac, it's a little bit different. People really are um, knowledgeable on that stuff. But I, like, kept getting the, oh, just seat time, just keep driving. And then I was kind of like, man, like, I'm so used to being, like, by the book. Like, there's a textbook on how to do this right. Like, I want to know how to do this correctly so I don't teach myself a bad habit. But little by little, I started picking up on it and then kind of just teaching myself and also taking little bits of what everyone would tell me. But yeah, it's it's quite crazy. It's 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 crazy coming from off road, coming from motocross, and then also applying the street because the street's very strict. I feel like in having their skill set and you know, right, being, uh, abiding by the law and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you still dirt bike? Yeah. Yeah, I still I'm a stunt woman in the union, and so I still ride my dirt bike when I can. It's it's kind of yeah. hard to get so busy, but I love it. It's still my first love and it'll always have a special place in my heart but you still have uh, yeah, a dirt bike dirt in bike. your room in, in your living room <laughs> no that dirt bike i took it out and it's in my parents downstairs <laughs> i was like oh did she still have it in there she's like i love it so much like i it's in my it's in my front room like that's i wake up good morning dirt bike <laughs> do you have do you have a name for it that's oh uh, that one that one was yeah. called the get i think cuz the ecu Ooh. box is called the get and I was like, well, this thing gets it, so it's the guess. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I uh, I gave that to my parents, and it's in their party, like, downstairs. Yeah. Shit, you know, I, <laughs> What's, uh, what was I going to say? Um, what do you – I lost my train of thought. Oh, so when you uh, when you raced super trucks for the first time, um, uh, RPM truck, uh, that, that was – how was that experience? Like, because that looked super rough, like – that was that was insane. Just seeing you just getting tossed around like that, cars flying everywhere. Like, how was that? It was awesome. I uh, yeah. So like, my first ever race in a truck was at Stadium Super Trucks, and I uh, yeah, it was it it was wild ride. That's for sure. But I love that because it brought back the motocross ways. It brought back the being aggressive, kind of throwing a door in, and kind of. You know, you got to push your way around, but you also get pushed around, too. You really never know what's going to happen in stadium trucks. They're, they're like little darts. <laughs> like, sure. they, uh, they have one-to-one steering, so everything's super fast. Hello? Your, uh, your limits in those trucks and push them, too, because a trophy truck, it's a little bit more mm-hmm. having to tone myself back to save the truck because we're going such long distances and like the 500 we were in the truck for 14 hours and 47 minutes straight and gotcha, it's all about gotcha. keeping that truck alive yeah that looked insane like how like 
when you were in the cockpit and you're like getting hit, like what's your what's going through your mind? Because like I'm, you were away from it from some time when you were like you said it was like in comparison, like when you it brought back the aggressiveness when you were doing motorsports, but getting back into getting back to that cockpit in that aggressive environment, like mentally, first time you had like a car, like another another RPM truck land on top of you, like what's your thought? Yep, there you are. I hear you now. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry yeah. about All that. Right. I was going through the mountains. But uh, when I was in that truck during Stadium Super Trucks, honestly, it's it's crazy. I, I think about it all the time, and I trip myself out. But my brain just you're, – you're always calculating, like, what your next move is and what's this. And you're expecting, like, okay, I need a hug on the inside because there's someone right on me right now, and they're probably going to take the inside try bumping me out. So, like, you're constantly thinking of those things as you're racing. And I think um, a reason for kind of my spurt and excelling in four wheels so fast is uh, motocross. Uh, motocross taught me all those things. That's what we worked for on the daily is, you know, when there's someone behind you, you aren't looking at them or paying attention to them, but you're taking the shortest line possible around the track to just protect your, your line. And it's the same mm -hmm. thing in those stadium trucks. Okay. All right. That's, 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 that's a great perspective to have. Cause like, I just, I'm just trying to imagine like somebody that's like, ah, I might, might not do that. But if I had to like get a perspective, like I, I would, I would love to go ahead and hear what it's like versus being in there. Cause it's like, you gotta just be a, a unique, it just, you gotta be driven in a certain way to just really just be in that environment. Cause I'm thinking I'm like, dude, like, how do you just, I, I get thrown off just by driving down the street and I might drop something down my seat and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> let, let alone like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny in the trucks. It's like when it's game on, it's game on. I, I like tell friends that I flip a switch because when I drive daily, honestly, I'm not the best driver because I'm so distracted <laughs> with things I do and it doesn't have my full attention. But the moment I turn my focus on, it's unbelievable. It's just, it's crazy. And I, I even can't believe it at times, but it's just something that, you know, I was trained from a young age to do. And it just, it's quite crazy. I still, like I said, I get tripped out by it. I, uh, I it's pretty cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I only have two more questions and then we'll wrap her up. Cause I know you're going through the mountains and everything. So, um, <laughs> no worries. um, so when you uh when you when you when you drove the 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 Fiat out in Mexico, like yeah. with uh Ryan Ryan's Millen, was it like Reece yeah, it was Millen. Reece Millen. It's his older. Oh, brother. that was his yeah. older brother. Okay. So when yeah. you, so so you and Erica, when she had to like learn how to navigate, like how hard was that to pick up? Like, have you ever done that before previously, or? No, I had never used those notes before. I've never used rally notes. Um, Erica was taught by Chrissy Beavis, which is Travis Pastrana's uh, navigator, or okay. used to be. And so she kind of had a little bit of experience. She just had learned it like a few months before that. Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, when I had to apply it, when she had to do those notes and we learned how to make the notes and then had to go by them. But boy, it was, it was really hard because I'm so used to being by myself and independent. Yeah that I'm always looking for my lines or like, like, Oh, I need to remember this over or whatever the case, but there I really, I couldn't memorize the track cause you're so busy learning. 
that you basically just have to be like, okay, I'm trusting this note, like a left, left six. And I'm like, uh, I lost you. And I really hope this is an L right, L six right now. Cause if this isn't, we're Hello, dead. can you hear me? And, uh, okay. Yeah. You, you had faded a little bit, but I, I, I heard it. It kind of like went super slow. Oh, 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 but it's fine. I, I, I caught it. But my last question, um, what was it like hanging out with the Hoonigans? Yep, Hello? I can hear you. Okay, cool. Be good here now. All right, I just want to ask It's all good. We're making it work. Like I said, I'll, I'll probably chop it up as far as the, the, the awkward silences. <laughs> But um, yeah, sorry. My last question, what I was gonna ask you uh, is, what was it like hanging out with the Hoonigans? Like going from making your uh, your your Hoonigans wanted uh, video as far as entry to you know going through all of the different events you did with them till now. Like, how was that experience for you know people looking from the outside in? Austin, the Hoonigans are like it, and we just, you know, even all the time. Mm -hmm. This and that, and I'll just go out there and hang out with them, or we'll go cause chaos wherever we go. But they're awesome. Yeah, it's I'm great. I'm excited. There's a new Hoonigans Wanted coming out, so to see a new uh, a new person get picked to be a part of the squad, and so it's Hell gonna yeah. be good. Hell yeah, awesome. Well, I'll go ahead and close it out with this. Uh, my last question for you would be: if you had to explain, if you had to, not even that. I'm gonna go ahead and go this route. What's your upcoming goals? Obviously, you say you're you're looking to go ahead and dive into something as far as in, in the automotive industry. But is there any upcoming goals you have just in general? Just Sarah Price. What's Sarah's Price? Let's say 2018 ending goals leading to 2019. Um, this the RPM Chevy truck spec. I really, really want to race, race, win a race in that truck. Uh, we've been working hard at it, and, you know, it's the most difficult racing I've done so far because it's so long um, when we're in that truck. But, yeah, I uh, I really want to reach the top in that class and really kind of win a Baja 1000 would be amazing, and that's coming up pretty fast here for me. So I uh, I hope I can amazing, win amazing. in the truck. Well, Sarah, I appreciate you for hopping on here. appreciate you for making this happen and, and giving your perspective because, again, this is all it's all about – uh, sharing the perspective of, of the females in the automotive industry. And you definitely have an insightful, exciting perspective that you've shared today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's really cool to be able to inspire others and, you know, kind of give them a little insight on my journey and hopefully it can inspire someone to Most have definitely. A, a journey just like And it. again, thanks for everybody for listening. Again, this is the Miss Manual podcast. 
again, home to sh sharing the perspective, viewing the perspective of females in the automotive industry. If you guys resonated with you, share this with somebody, not only not only with the show, but share it with somebody you feel like it can go ahead and uplift and show them that they're out by themselves. There's people out there that's going that's done what they want to do. But in the meantime, have a sensational day, Sarah. Have a sensational day, listeners. And then until next time. Not a problem. Have a great one, yeah. Sarah.